Hello, everyone, and welcome to You're on Fire, a Pokemon Unite podcast hosted by myself, Spreggles, your resident content cowboy, Yeehaw, as well as Loosh. Hello, Loosh. Hello. And of course, the great Crashy. Hi, Crashy. I'm blue. You are blue. I forgot <laughs> oh, to tell no. you. This is another one of those situations where, like, the people listening have no context. <laughs> I'm so He's sorry. A smurf, guys. I have blue He's hair. <laughs> Crashy has blue hair. If you are listening right now and you want to see the full podcast in video form, you can head over to my YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash whatever spraggles. Uh, and if you're seeing this in video form and you want it in audio, it's available all places podcasts exist, basically. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you get it. Today we are going to talk about Azumarill, which has been out for a little while, so I think we'll have a good idea as to where this Pokemon is fitting inside the game right now we're going to talk about the aos cup which is coming up for uh north american eu next weekend i'm not sure when oces is we'll talk about that in a minute and then of course we have a new season coming out by the time you listen to this maybe the next day or so so we have uh, a lot of things that we're excited about some things that maybe have been spoiled that are upcoming a uh, ton of stuff to get into today but let's start with azumarill crashy you're blue why don't you start out uh talking Talking about kind Listen, of uh, your time with Azumarill, some of your impressions on it. Beautifully planned. Listen, we we put this off. <laughs> no, our schedules got a little cross, but we uh, we're here to talk about Azumarill. And yeah, man, what an interesting Pokemon. It's like I, I played it, and you know the knee jerk reaction to Pokemon is is so it can swing so much. Like I've had characters that I'm like, this is terrible, and then it turned out to be really good, and vice versa. I think Zoomerill, it, it feels okay, you know, that's that's the best way. I originally was like, oh man, this thing's really bad. It's not nearly as bad as I thought it was, but it definitely feels like it struggles to kind of like do anything particularly good that something else can't do. Um, but it's not the worst thing in the world, and I like playing it, so that's cool. Um, it's very ult spammy. It's like the Pikachu of the all-rounder role, kind of. You can spam ults just like crazy on it, which is really, really fun. And... Um, yeah, it's got an interesting playstyle. It has kind of like a melee in your face kind of playstyle, and then it has like the more like Aqua Tail kind of like stay at, at rangey, go in kind of calculated kind of pace to it. And yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's fun, not overly impressive. I think we saw it a little bit in competitive, but it's it doesn't seem like it's making huge waves or anything in competitive. Um, but yeah, it's just what I just want to think about it. Loosh. Uh, it it's there, right? It exists. <laughs> Um, it's it's blue, um, like crashy. Mm -hmm. uh, it's yeah, Azumarill is like it feels close. It feels close, but it feels like so far right. Like it, it's not terrible. It's it's fine. Play it, but don't expect to be able to like catch anyone. <laughs> you know, if they, if they decide to just turn around and walk away, like you'll Garchomp at that at that point, right? You just deal with it. You accept it, and. uh I think the Unite's really cool. I like that the cooldown's quick and you can spam it and um, you get that big damage boost, right? The big shield as well. And it's it's pretty impactful when it has its Unite up. And it feels like that's how it's meant to be played, right? You're, you're meant to have your Unite up all the time. And uh, it, it's pretty cool when it does, but when it doesn't, it's uh, it's there. It's there. Yeah, it is there. 
I think we can all agree that this Pokemon is there. <laughs> One thing I really like about Unite is, uh, at first, I thought that every new Pokemon that came out was crazy overpowered. And sometimes they come out crazy overpowered. I felt like, I mean, Duraludon completely took over the entire game's meta for a little while because it was just so unbelievably overpowered. And it's still very good, even after its nerfs. Azumarill reminds me a lot of Aegislash in that... Um, it's, as we've all said, it's good, but not game-breaking in any way. However, we see how just little tweaks to things can push something over the edge. So this Pokemon with a little more movement speed and maybe a little more survivability all of a sudden becomes an absolute monster. I really like this Pokemon as well, just like Crashy said. I like playing it, but mm. I do feel like... Especially because when you dive into a new Pokemon, there's so much excitement around it. I did come away from it feeling a little underwhelmed at times. It's just, it's yeah. it's good, it's cool. Having a Unite for every single important fight in the game is a pretty fun way to play a Pokemon. But yeah, besides that, uh, it feels like after your kind of first burst of what you're doing inside an, uh, a, a big fight, you're not that impactful which is unfortunate for a pokemon like this yeah does it feel super squishy to you guys yes. mm -hmm. it just it feels like you just get deleted but I, I guess you, you're supposed to have the unite up <laughs> i feel like that's i kind of i kind of liken it to like it, it feels like the all-rounder absol like it, it mm. I, and and i mean i don't know if that's fair to say but it's it's very squishy but if you build like full damage on this character it can burst it can do like a lot of damage really quickly so the irony is that, like, I, I've played, like, a handful of builds on it. I still really don't even know what I think the best build is. But there's, like, a couple that I like. I like doing um, kind of like the Aegislash build that I do where you run, like, Weakness Focus Buddy. So you're, like, bulky and mm -hmm. you can kind of stay in the fight. Um, but honestly, the more I played uh, Zoomerill, I started playing with just, like, triple damage. I was, like, running Muscle Scope and, like, Attack Weight. And I was just, like, try to get as yeah. many attack stats as I can. And like when the fight breaks, like say they have like a Decidueye, a Greninja, or something like that, a Pikachu, I just like ult go in and I just I just a press until I'm dead. Like in in a lot of the time when I played like that, if if we weren't like already like struggling, like I'll insta wipe that character and I just like kind of scurry off into the bushes and and try to get out of there. Yeah. So it feels a lot like that that like night slash get in there, blow ult, see what happens kind of play style in the end game. Yeah, yeah. The, feels, the build I like oh, is. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the build I like is like uh, I think I got like attack weight weakness buddy. I like that the best, and uh, I like playing in the top lane. And I I really uh I find water pulse to be so. Is it water pulse? What's it called? Which, the roll. Which one? Which one? Yeah, water pulse. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it, it's it's so weird, but so cool, right? Like it's such a fun move to use. It's I I've rolled the wrong way a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we have. It takes you know, a little getting used to. Use. to yeah. Yeah, I definitely like Whirlpool as well. I think Octel's fun, but I really like Whirlpool. I like the sustainability because, like, I guess at least then I can kind of fight a little bit, you know. But yeah, I, I think it just, if it had just like a little mobility, like a little more mobility, a little more, it would be a real threat. Because, like, your job is to, like, what, dive a, a Cinderace and take them out. But are, are you going to catch them? Are you going to catch the Cinderace? See, this is why I feel like Chris Heroes kind of made me a play rough believer because play rough is basically just like a mini X speed. And yeah. so, like, originally, I was, like, water pulsing. I was, like, man, water pulse just seems, like, consistent enough. Like, I, I know mm -hmm. I can, like, I didn't like the play rough attack. Like, the the kind of, like, the, yeah. what is it, like, the, yeah, almost bad. like the spark kind of, like, wild chargey attack. I just didn't really care for it. It doesn't really do any damage either. It does, like, <laughs> nothing. 
Um, <laughs> but I do like the oh god, they're running after me, and I just like play rough the other way. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I play passively rough. I don't know. <laughs> I just like go the other way with it. Um, so yeah, I saw I saw Chris playing it, and I was like, man, like yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna try that out. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I I really do like water pulse and the oh gosh i'm so bad at the, the move names the the spinny aqua one tail no, no, no the oh, whirlpool whirlpool okay so i like whirlpool and aqua and water pulse together and then i like like play rough and aqua tail together it's those are like the two niches i actually think you can play play rough with either one of them either just because like i said it, it really is basically just like a little mini like, XP. Passive? like do you like the passive yes I, but it's yeah. confusing it's <laughs> it, it's confusing just because i I guess why make it crit less if the idea behind <laughs> it is like doing a ton of critical hit damage? It seems odd that you have weaker mm. critical hits. I, I get it. It's kind of cool. When you do catch someone alone, they're in a oh, lot yeah. of trouble. Oh, but definitely. also, it's really easy to shut this Pokemon down just by walking right next to it. Just for I that feel very like, reason. So. I feel like they definitely, I mean, I say definitely, but it feels like they probably preemptively nerfed this character. And like maybe yeah. maybe the crits were like their normal crit hit damage like percentage, and then they were like, oh gosh, like the reception is like, oh this character's gonna be broken, like it's yeah. gonna be crazy, and so then they well, nerfed the, it. The numbers are different to the data mine stats we got. That's true. Yeah, so well the, the stats alone too, but like even just like the crit percentage, like it's like one fifty, mm. and so it's like you just do less than a normal crit, mm. and and this is why I was so on the fence about running like scope lens on it like originally my thought process was like okay you have to run scope lens it's got to have so much crit and then i started running yeah. scope lens and i was like is this bait like is this a bait item like am i supposed feels to not like run it, this yeah. well so then it feels like it but then i started playing the like triple damage style where i'm just like literally just like all inning and then i was like well now i'm doing a lot of damage so it's <laughs> it's just so bizarre i think i think that azumarill falls into that same category like uh serena and lucario where Dude, they have a lot of options. Like they have so many build options, and that feels nice. Um, I think regardless of the items, though, the character just isn't quite good enough for it to like matter too much. Like you can just kind of like pick a style and play it. Um, but I've had a couple of games. I had a triple damage item game where I did like a ton of damage and like killed like everything, and I was like, oh my god, that felt strong. And then I had a like a weakness policy focus band buddy game where I felt super tanky and I felt like they couldn't kill me, and and that was a little interesting too i didn't not super tanky the character's not that tanky but it felt like it was like much more durable and it was like hard for them to kill me so i was you like take at least three hits yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. as opposed to two you know yeah i uh i also really like for for build i also play weakness focus buddy mainly but i've gone full out with damage something that you just said crashy that i think is so true specifically about azumarill but also all of the all-rounders in unite right now they're really the only group that has extreme varied build variety. Like the all-rounders, you actually see a lot of stuff and you go, yeah, I could see running that on Lucario. There are tons mm. of options there. Yeah, mm -hmm. I could see, yeah, Machamp. There's like six items that work pretty well for Machamp. And mm. Azumarill's no different. I, I love weakness policy for this character because it affects so many things. But also a scope lens is pretty good you critically hit a lot not just against enemy pokemon but wild pokemon getting extra mm. damage from that's important you know it, having the extra damage pop on all your basics really helps every other second or so so i think there are tons of build options for this character which is pretty cool i also like water pulse whirlpool i think 
The mm. sneaky thing about Water Pulse is that poke on it, especially once you get yeah. to level 13, around an, a late game fight, if you can get a couple of those off, you <laughs> you did a sneaky, I don't know, 5k damage twice yeah. almost. Yeah. It does a <laughs> the lot bounce of on damage. It. Yeah, the bounce on it is definitely yeah. not to be uh, ignored. I was going to just throw definitely this one out there because it's just sitting in the top and like the back of my head. It's like there's there's only like one all rounder that has like no build diversity, and it's like Chonky Boy right here. Like Charizard oh, has yeah. he has like no build diversity, but a lot of the other all rounders they really do. But it's I feel like it's mostly <laughs> just because of his playstyle. Like it's can, weird. Charizard could is. Did you take any of those three items off Charizard? Not really, because like people. <laughs> okay, so listen, I feel like Energy Amplifier as an item, it's been a niche item, but it's kind of like growing in popularity a little bit lately. Or it feels like people mm-hmm. are starting to fit it in a little bit more. Um, and energy amplifier used to be like what I would run on Charizard and I, I run it in solo queue every now and then, but the reality is like muscle scope, buddy, muscle scope, buddy, yeah, right? Like you just right. can't get away yeah. from it. And I, I think I have that, seen, I have focus seen man. people drop buddy for focus. I I've have seen, seen it. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen scope seen drop it. for focus too. So th- I guess yeah. there technically is a little bit of diversity, but I think it's the play style of Charizard's kit is that, mm. you know what they should do? They should take his off like punch build and raise the scalings like really high so that way, running something like an attack weight or a weakness would like fit yeah. for the, that build, but they could keep the scalings of like flamethrower attack and fire blast. Is fun though, with the punch build, it is fun. I mean, you get a bigger shield. Yeah, you get a gigantic shield. Gigantic I know. Shield. I like that build a lot too. It's it's so, so dangerous because you got to get those stacks <laughs> in late, especially when you play mm-hmm. solo like me. You're like diving as Charmander. You're, <laughs> yeah. This isn't gonna no go well. One can fight you at level five with fire punch. You just kill everyone. It's so yeah. Good. So it's fun. pretty it's pretty awesome but you're right that's one of the all-rounders that has very little build diversity but mm. all the other ones you know yeah. especially one like dragonite where you've got yeah. its hyper beam build is built like this its outrage build is built like this the all-rounders are in a really cool spot item wise because of that i feel like lucario could run special attack items and still do fine <laughs> oh yeah you could run leftovers on lucario you'll be yeah. all right you're gonna like leftovers you got, you got triple glasses lucario and you're in fact, I've seen a lot of them in some of my games. They got a Rocky helmet, leftovers. They're doing great. <laughs> they usually have the EXP share, usually. Crasher, are we recording uh, video? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk a, a little bit. We we touched on it lightly, but the idea of Zoomerill in competitive play, I thought we might see a Zoomerill for two reasons. One, it could counter solo top, because if it's alone with something, it critically hits. I think... Maybe that isn't the case. Obviously, we haven't mm-hmm. seen it much competitively in that setting because its critical hits are not as powerful as maybe we expected them to be. And the other thing that I thought could be amazing competitively was Aqua Tail going through shields to sort mm-hmm. of break people from scoring. But that didn't actually pan out the way I thought it would either. It's weird because I thought both of those things were almost direct counters to how the game is played in some ways and they wanted to shake up the meta but that didn't exactly happen so right now yeah. i see azumarill in kind of a weird place i would love to see some teams try it but as we mentioned earlier it's more of just a a buddy barrier spammer with its united yeah. move and kind of an assassin which feels a little weird so i'd I love to hear your guys thoughts. as a place and i think that place is score comp yeah i think azumarill has a place on score comp because you have a gigantic shield every like you know minute and the clear speed of that Pokemon, you take out wild Pokemon so fast because you're one v one them, right? So you crit them constantly, and it's just, yeah, it's. I, I, I you know what? Can we take that out? I don't want to see it. Yeah, <laughs> can we, can we, can we not record video on that part? Yeah, yeah just cut that out. part. <laughs> just, just, just hit it there. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny because I had this like I had this whole thought. I, I think I tweeted it. I said something like, "All right, wait." I was like, I was trying to get all Da Vinci Code with it or something. I was like, "What code. if Azumarill comes out and becomes the new Solo Top meta because it's so strong at Solo Top?" But then, in response to Azumarill being Solo Top meta, then we see teams going back to two one two to try to counter the passive. And I was like. This could change the game, and it's like, nope, it's just Lucario. <laughs> like Lucario, <laughs> like I thought it was gonna be like from from Blue Dog to Blue Bunny, but like it just didn't yeah, happen. Dude. It didn't yeah. happen. Um, I thought the that. same thing, Grashy. I I had the same thought, which is <laughs> this being alone is so powerful that you have to send two to stop it, which means both teams are going to start sending two, which means no one plays Azumarill, but now no one plays the card. It's so funny. Uh, listen, <laughs> it didn't happen. Listen, we as a community, we know nothing because we thought Hyperspace Hole was going to dominate the meta too. And say, oh, 2-1-2 is coming back. And like, 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 like so we, we know I think nothing. everyone just wants 2-1-2 to come back because you can play what you want. You can play whatever yeah, you want yeah. in 2-1-2. You're so locked in in 1-1-3. We'll just play rank. 2-1-2 is the meta in rank. Yeah. Except when That's I play, true. if I pick the Karin ranked, everyone leaves me and goes bot lane, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I guess I'll solo top. People usually leave me when I pick Blissey; they'll go three top. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'll just hang on the bottom lane by myself. Relatable. It's because you're stacking triple glasses on Blissey, and uh, no one wants to be there. <laughs> yeah, well, you need the special attack specs. Uh, you yeah. really need the extra stacking. On you Blissey. need that attack weight on Blissey. You actually. do. Yeah, it needs to get stronger. Those basics can get pretty strong. <laughs> I've seen attack weight Wigglytuffs. I've seen it. Oh, I've, yeah, I've seen some builds. Uh, <laughs> any final <laughs> thoughts on a zoom roll before we move on to the rest of the game? Yeah, we're briefly talking about it competitively, which I've seen a lot of competitive play and no one's playing it. Yeah, I, um, I think we saw like there was one. I can't even remember now. There was one tournament where a team ran it. Um, I think it was like a Japanese tournament or a Korean tournament. And it was like one game and it, it doesn't really have the competitive legs. Um, but the crazy thing is like, like with a lot of characters in this game, like one change or two changes could really, yeah. really put the character at the, the forefront of the meta. So we'll yeah. see. I agree. A couple, a couple of tweaks and it could be really strong. Um, we'll have to see what they do, I guess. We'll have to see. Yeah, we do have uh, a new season coming up very soon. I want to touch on the AOS Cup briefly. So we got to see, uh, and I know we haven't seen all the matches from it, but we got to see a lot of play from the Japanese AOS Cup. The Korean AOS Cup has happened as well. We've got North America EU coming up next week. Lush, when is OCE? Is that also next uh, week? 7th and 8th. Okay, yeah. So we've got a, a lot of that happening uh, next week. I think we're going to see... Some similar stuff to the March finals, except Duraludon has now kind of uh, gotten knocked off its pedestal. I still see some teams running it, but Duraludon obviously is not as popular as before. Uh, I guess uh, I'd love to hear just some of your impressions of what we have upcoming. And then, of course, maybe what you've seen. Uh, Crashy, why don't we start with you? Yeah, I think um, to kind of kick this off, just in general, meta-wise, the game is like super healthy. Um, there's so much that's getting picked. Uh, we, we have Nemesis running Trevenant. We have, uh, you know, like Yeet Fan pulls out Trevenant. the, yeah, Yeet Fan pulls out the lane. Decidueye, they run like a double 80 carry comp. Uh, you see Talonflame getting picked. Um, Rin has pulled out some Blastoise jungle. Obviously, I watch a lot of NA, so, um, but you see, um, uh, this, this new kind of like jungle splitting Japanese strategy where they're kind of like, manipulating the experience a little bit or, or you know throwing things around so there's just a lot of strategy going on and i was actually talking with a friend about it last night i was like 
I I hate that I'm about to say this, but I feel like there's so much volatility in the game that like some of your early game strategy is like up to interpretation. Like it's like mm-hmm. if you can get through the early game doing whatever you're doing, then it doesn't actually matter what you're doing. So when it comes to like playing the meta, I'm doing air quotes, by the way, when it comes to like playing the meta for like ranked, it really is like regionally interpretive because you kind of like, like the reason why like so many people in NA, like we play ranked and look like with a certain thought process in mind is because that's like the regional meta for NA. Like we kind of have an understanding of like what the majority of teams do in this region. So that's like what we kind of model our play after. Um, But there is a lot of diverse meta right now. So Japanese AOS cup, um, the, the two big things that stood out for me that I've seen mostly, and I need to go watch the final games, um, was this the way that I've been watching Japan mold their meta over time, over long periods of time, is was like all score comp, and then they started shifting into this like anti-score comp, team fight score comp. And and we're still seeing a lot of that where like some of the teams will go full score comp. They want to they want to create that win condition and, and lean on it to win. And other teams are trying to like shut that down, which I think is that's so cool. It's so cool watching <laughs> them like battle. Um, as for Co- the Korean games, I saw some of the weirdest builds out of the <laughs> Korean games. There was like a floatstone hoopa. Um, I saw an energy amplifier slow bro which I really want to test now to just like see if like, like can I just like do a damage build slow bro and I just like lock some- it. Does it just like <laughs> blow it. someone up with the unite move? Like I don't like, I don't, it's, it's, it's decent and you usually get one more United game if you time it right. Okay. Yeah. So I, I've definitely seen some interesting stuff, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's, it's just so hard to like, like a blanket question people will say is like, Oh, what's the best, this, this, this. And honestly, like when it comes to competitive, it's like hard to answer those kinds of questions. It's, the best jungler is just like based on what your the, the teams in the regions are playing, and um, you know, same thing. People will say two on two, you know, score comp versus like one one three minutes. Like I honestly don't know. I don't know which one's gonna reign supreme at Worlds, but we're getting closer, right? Yeah, no, that's that's very true. Like in, in my region, it's the teams are very different to how they would be in NA. Like we have Garchomp tops running around all over the place, right? We have Serena tops. We um, we also have you know a lot of Lucario because. And, so yeah. popular? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's still good. I don't know. Um, so jungle here is like Talonflame, Charizard, Cinderace, Greninja. Is that like I guess it's the same as NA? I guess that's pretty like Yeah. I guess they're like the solid picks. And um But I feel like Blissey is kind of dominating the meta right now. It is like dominating the meta right now. And it's um it's cool. It's a cool different playstyle, right? Um I I like that it's always a pink Pokemon. Um, but I think that I really, I think the meta is healthy. I think the meta is good. I would like to see, you know, defenders be played. <laughs> um, I think that would be cool. Like as a tank player, I'd like to see defenders be played. So there could be some love there, but I think what we're going to see a lot of in these tournaments coming up is a lot of, a lot of Blissies, a lot of Lucarios, um, and a lot of Cinderaces. I feel like that's just like the main things we're going to see. And I think that Hoop is still a problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, and like the Floatstone Hooper makes sense, right? You know, because Hooper wants to either get somewhere to get you guys teleported there quickly. You know, it, make, it makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think Hooper is really strong. I think Hooper's really strong. And I think that, um, I think the winning teams are likely going to have Hoopers. That, that, that's, my, that's my take. That's my thought. 
And I, I think it would be, yeah, I think it would be super unlikely to see a team winning without Hoopa. Not only is, I saw some, the, the Japanese team that won had some really cool strategies that I, I'd love hmm. to talk about. One of them was their Hoopa play near the end of the game, especially going up against the score comp. They recognized that it was, you know, kind of a flip near zap most of the time but they had a much stronger team fight so as crashy was saying earlier it was almost this anti-score comp with a little bit of score comp mixed in they had a <laughs> cinder lucario nine tails they were more set up to fight the enemy dragonite mm -hmm. greed and, and such so they had hoopa at this zap fight but they didn't unite at zap what they would do is they would either get zap or not get zap base defend and then at the same time send hoopa towards the enemy base and just port in and score at that point so even when they got zap they would base to defend against the score comp and then hoopa unite into the main base and score mm -hmm. from their zap and seeing that as i mean i know a lot of teams in na don't have to deal so much with score comp and somewhat in eu they don't have to deal with it as much but just seeing that strategy from hoopa i think there's no other pokemon that can do so much and at the same time so output much. 80k damage a game. Yeah. So yeah. that's the I crazy mean, thing. I just <laughs> don't see a way that you don't run this Pokemon and, uh, and, and are super successful. It would be so surprising not to and, see who. And Trick Plus is so unbelievably strong. It is like yeah. people don't, people underestimate that lifesteal that it gives. You throw that on a carry and they just heal up to full. And yeah. it's, it's terrifying, man. It's so terrifying. I love seeing it on a Charizard or something like that. You throw, mm -hmm. I mean, Trick Plus on a Char and that Char's not going anywhere forever. It's very, very cool. I think that Pokemon is the most dominant Pokemon. We'll talk a little bit later about the idea of maybe a, a draft or something like that. I think that would be the most banned Pokemon <laughs> competitively would be Hoopa, unless both teams did not ban it because they simply both wanted to play Hoopa. That, <laughs> I think that Pokemon yeah. would just be A number one. Talking a little bit about Japan, Man, the team that won the Japanese uh, Japanese Aos Cup, their strategy is so cool. As Crashy mentioned earlier, they have this split through their center area. So they get Ninetales heading top with Hoopa, which is one of the most brutal paths in the entire game. Uh, <laughs> and they split their buffs in the central area. So you've kind of got Ninetales walking into path as Ninetales right mm -hmm. when the game starts, which is really, really mean. And then uh, sending into the bottom path, I can't remember what they had. It was maybe Lucario and something else. But either way, yeah, they, they changed their early game and it seemed to actually, you know, it seemed to really help them early. And then later they had super strong team fight. They had, oh, it was Cinder. Cinder was the other one that they sent to the bottom. So they had a, you know, a Cinder fighting in the bottom. It really crippled this score comp they were going up against. I mean, they just, they, they made them look silly in most of their games. It was a great team fight, but they were also really heavy on scoring like a lot of the Japanese teams are. When I saw it, I thought, wow, this one team could have a ripple effect changing all other metas because it was so impressive. I can't wait to see if a team tries to take that strategy into uh, one of the other regions, especially a team mm -hmm. like Random Gaming from EU, who was already doing a bit of a, a split central area with their Sylveon. I yeah. can't wait to yeah. see what teams try to do maybe with Ninetales uh, using that strategy. It was really good. So I kind of have this like this thought process about score comp and the way that score comp operates. I feel like score comp is 
not actually a good strategy. And let me explain. It's only a good strategy because it creates a win condition. But creating that win condition is kind of like it's like a technicality of like the the way that this game is designed that forces the game to end. And it's like the only MOBA that's played for score. So like there are these mechanics that are in the game that are cheesable because you can do like buddy barrier score, score shield. You can do like wiggly unite move and you can force these win conditions. But if you were to, if you were to like, let's say there were no goals in the game and there were towers. I mean, obviously score comp wouldn't work, but those team <laughs> comps, just think of the comp. It doesn't work. It's not a good team comp. It's just a, it's good at, it's good at cheesing the mechanics that are there that are built to win the game. So if you find one team and we may, we may be seeing it now that can find a way to slow that down and break that down. You're right. Hmm. It could create this big wave where it's like the Japanese and the Eastern teams might be like, ah, do we keep running score comp? Like, do we just like if, and if it becomes Hmm. consistent enough and here's the cool part, if other regions start seeing this score comp like breakdown, then they just adopt that play style themselves as well, and they like are prepared to beat score comp. So score comp has always been this like cheese strategy that works really, really well. But it's it's I don't know how long it's gonna hold up, but it's it's also notoriously like it's been good forever. Like score comp's never not been good. It's still good. So it's just I interesting. I think if anything, it'll create a cycle, right? A meta cycle, and that'll be the first one we'll see where this team that's like a half score comp, half team fight, team fight comp could phase out score comp, right? But then to beat this team, people go back to playing regular team fight comps. Mm -hmm. And then to then beat the regular team fight comps, people go back to score comp. You know what I mean? I could see an actual cycle start happening, which would be really cool. We see that in a lot of games, and we haven't seen that in uh, in this one just yet. Well, it's funny, because if you look at, like, like, say, Western meta in general, you'll find a lot of NA teams. Again, these are the teams that I keep my eyes on the most. Um, You'll find a lot of NA teams that have, by and large, dropped a lot of their score shields. Because, yeah. you know, you want, like, your slow bro to have, like, choice specs. Or, um, you know, you want your Lucario to be triple damage items. Or, you know, the jungler you're running isn't running it. And, like, then the lane attacker usually doesn't have it. And so it's funny because score shield has always been held in, like, such high regard. And then it started phasing out. But then when you start playing these comps and these builds versus score comp then you start realizing well you, you might need the score shield so then it like feels like that could yeah. maybe get reintroduced into the meta and so it's it's just really yeah. bizarre um i i don't know if i man it's just so bizarre how different regionally the game is played and every time i think we've said this in a previous episode like we're we're inching closer to worlds and i i honestly don't know what region's stronger like people ask and it's i don't know so different i just don't know i see yeah, I uh, a lot of people are saying OCE. I don't know. I feel <laughs> like I hear people whispering that. It's on like the in wind. the wind. Yeah, it's in yeah. the wind. Uh, I the score comp is so interesting because you're right. It is it's cheese. It reminds me of Zerg rushing in StarCraft yeah. for uh, us people who played old real time strategy games and stuff. It reminds me of these strategies that you would see and go, "Oh my! I can't believe they started building towers near my base. So dumb, but it actually worked because <laughs> no one expected it to work." You're right. It's cheesing the meta it's che- it's cheesing the win condition of the game it's almost like a real basketball team playing up against the globetrotters for anyone who knows the harlem globetrotters <laughs> I, and I they're like i guess they're here. bouncing cool. basketballs off our heads can you do that <laughs> you know they don't expect it but you're right once this team shuts it down then we can see the cycle start na is very stagnant i think uh as far as the 
how they play. You're right. They've dropped score shields because people walk by each other and go score. But if another team's not letting them do that, <laughs> you're going to have to change <laughs> that up a little bit. So it's going to be really cool to see, uh, hopefully, that cycle take place. Because that's one of the most exciting places a game can be when hmm. things start to feel like they're actually countering other strategies. Which is probably one of the coolest things we saw in the uh, the March finals, at least in NA, was someone countering the dominant Duraludon strategy. I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but uh, I, I think seeing things like Decidueye to counter Duraludon feels like seeing this team fight score comp counter the real score comp. Mm. And hopefully that starts to breed new, exciting meta choices. It could be really cool to see. It'd be really cool. It'd be really cool. I, I want to change. We're coming up on a new season, boys. In just a couple mm, days yes. here. Uh, depending on when this is out, maybe the next day, depending on when this is out. And we have some downtime coming up for the game, which as always could mean a little, could mean a lot. We had the winter downtime, uh, if you've been with the game for a little while back in, was maybe it was early one. December and they had a huge change to the game. They changed the map. They changed the, you know, the center fight around, uh, Zapdos became Articuno and a lot of it felt like a skin at times, but there were also actual mechanics changes inside the game around that point i don't know if we're going to see something like that but there are a ton of uh exciting things that could be coming to the game and i think this would be a good time for us to just kind of throw out a lot you of guys, our, uh, our theories and wish list stuff you guys doing the climb you can do the rank climb on our reset yeah I'll, I'll do the climb i don't know how hard i'm gonna send on it i'll i'll give my honest thoughts um Depending on what all changes will probably depend on like how invested I am on day one. I mean, I'm always going to be invested in the game. Um, but like if there's a mm. bunch of changes, then I might be like super, super excited about it. If there's some changes, then, you know, we'll see. But um, I, I think that the implication of downtime it is nothing but a good thing regardless. And it's just because like downtime implies that like they're probably putting like a, a, a some kind of a patch in, even if it's not necessarily a balanced patch but there are probably going to be files that go into the game. So some things we can expect are like leaks, potentially the, you know, like hours before the servers go live. Um, the downtime is like, what, like seven hours, eight hours, something like that. Like it's a pretty sizable downtime. So um, for speaking on the technical end, I don't actually know what happens. <laughs> like I don't understand why they take servers down to patch games. I, I really don't know. I just assume you have to like put the files in and, pull everybody off the game so that way the game servers can take the files and then they can access them again i don't really know the technical side too much but makes um makes sense we'll go with that we'll go with yeah that. exactly it's yeah. something it's something to that nature um somewhere in there leave, leave a comment <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah if you work in game dev um yeah let us know but um so but yeah the implications are good there, there should be some content drops like we'll, we'll obviously see a new battle pass because that's that's timed up um we'll see maybe some system changes new characters that could be in the game files or you know a bunch of new skins and cosmetics and things so there should be at minimum a lot to talk about pretty early on um but yeah like you said like wishlist items for me biggest ones are just like i would love to see some kind of rank changes um whether it's solo duo leaderboard changes even something as simple as like like i'm like 2100 on my account right now and like i'm still not even top 10k ranked it's like just like show more of those numbers or regional leaderboards there's so many like little things that i would love to see um that would kind of like incentivize like the grind a little bit 
uh, mainly just like rank changes, solo duo, stuff like that, I think would be really, really fun. Um, but like event stuff too, I, I think is, is good. Like I would, we, I've been kind of talking about the, the idea of them doing like a PVE mode for a long time, just to kind of like give some interest to the game. Um, do something different would be cool. That'd be cool. I would, uh, I would like to see them implement green ping. I've heard about <laughs> it. Um, I haven't really seen it, but I've heard stories and I'm, I'm hoping we get that, uh, sometime soon. Um, it's weird that you're not in like the top 10,000, 2100, because I think one of my accounts that's in like 2300 is like top 1500, you know, so it's only a couple such hundred Such a difference. massive drop off, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's such a massive drop off. Um, yeah, I, I would like to see a, a few changes. I'm not expecting big changes. Normally the seasons come out kind of dry and then we get like a couple things maybe a few days later, you know, um, which would be cool. Uh, maybe a bit of a balance patch, a bit of a meta shift. Probably won't be anything big before AOS, right? I'm assuming they won't do any drastic changes that close. Since they've already played one of them, it might get a bit weird. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to new season. I'm going to be playing with the team. We're going to be doing like the climb. And uh, I'm, I'm probably going to do a 12-hour stream. That should be fun. But we're going to we're gonna do the whole climb. We did it last time. We got to rank one. And this time, we're, uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if we do it. Um, I... I kind of want to just like close my eyes, wake up in a new season and everything's different. A whole new map, maybe a Moltres in the middle. You know, like I just want to see like everything change, but I'm setting the expectations a little low and uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to enjoy the climb. <laughs> I think that's what I'm looking at for yeah. it. Um, I think, yeah, biggest wish list, green ping, um, number one. And number two, I would love to see a new map because I kind of missed the winter map. It, it, it made the game just feel really fresh. Made it feel really fresh. I don't think we'll be getting anything like that. I feel like there would have been a teaser already, right? Um, and a buff to the Lucario. They're the three <laughs> things that I want to see yeah. in uh, the next season. And I just think I'm enough to Cremorant. I, I was going to say, if they don't game. nerf Cram, this egregiously <laughs> overpowered character, I just We need, I just we need to see enough to Cremorant because it's, it's getting out of hand. This thing's getting out. This bird is just dominating the meta in every region. And it's just, it's walking up the lane and everyone's just surrendering, you know? And we've just got to yeah. stop it. It's frustrating to deal with because its unite move is so impactful. So it's you'll so be in a impactful. fight, and then you're like, "Well, I can't do anything." Cramorant united, you know? Yeah, it's not like exactly. We can just jump Cramorant in a KO united. or something. It's essentially invincible, and it's walking around I'm, eating Pikachus. Like, come on. Yeah, and you're right. It's pretty grotesque in that sense as well. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I think a new season. There's always the hope that it's going to just be like the winter update and be completely different. But given that they have not done a lot of the AOS cup, I would be shocked if <laughs> yeah. we had Japan, Korea, AOS cup look like this. And then we have all the other AOS cups with well, Moltres in the, the middle to, to play on the regular map, right? For the, that's the true. That's true. Actually, <laughs> they could do something like that, but mm. I think because of their tournament schedule, they have been updating the game a little bit differently Every yeah. time they update the game, something breaks. Clearly, there are, there are just so many working parts inside this game. So they update it. They nerf Cram. Of course, it needs to be nerfed. But then all mm -hmm. of a sudden, Hoopa is invincible after it uses its Unite move. You know, things like that just always <laughs> pop up inside the game. So they need enough time to fix it before a tournament would come out. And I think because of that, it's really unlikely we see too many balance changes. Although mm -hmm. there are some changes, like Crashy said, that maybe aren't even balance-wise, but around around matchmaking, around how they put the rank system together. They clearly had a bigger emphasis around 
your rank this season. You know, you got the rewards for ranking up. Once you got to 1800, you got the little sticker or whatever, which is something that Crashy and I have been talking about for a really long time would be cool to get those, you know, rewards as you continue to climb. So I wouldn't be surprised if we do see some ranked updates coming pretty soon. And, you know, a little while back, I think it was in maybe the Duraludon teaser video, the UI is slightly different in that in the in-game user mm. interface. You see the minimap is different. You kind of see the the size of characters on the map look different. So there is a different uh, UI. I, I don't know if you'd call it a UI, but there's a different uh, <laughs> something going on like, inside yeah. that game. And I wonder if they're going to implement that in this patch. I wouldn't be surprised if we do see that. Yeah, yeah it was a cool. it was a while back. What what it was is like you know how like if you think about it now and just like try to put yourself in that setting when you're looking at the map and like especially for me as a jungler, I'll be like, "Who's your lane? I can't see because <laughs> yeah. they're covering each other up. Like I literally can't Giant tell who's in the lane. The up. pictures are massive." In one of the trailers or like the footage that we saw, um, the icons got they were big, and as they got close to each other, they got small. Yeah, and so they, they it's like that. they collapse. And I remember seeing that. And I was like, oh, that's such a good change. And then it never happened. I was like, it what happened? Came, yeah. I was like, so yeah, that change. Um, presumably, it's so funny because you never really know how things operate, but there's presumably like a like a pipeline of of things that they're constantly working on and like kind of scheduling and patching and and getting um you know appropriately placed for their release and and that might have been a feature that just like hey we, we tried to package it in and it just broke every time they they tried to use it That's, so you never know what yeah. what takes them um you know time to get things truly ready but yeah um i i, I do think that like system changes and, and just like some systemic like changes like about what the game is it, it are probably some of the, the biggest things i'm looking forward to um or hopeful for uh, because I think that that's what what kind of gives the game a lot of longevity for certain types of players and um, the like the, the achievement system when that came out I was really really excited about it I would like to see them expand on that a little bit more and yeah. and, and add really like different cool. types of achievements I was talking um, recently about how I think that they should have achievements that are ranked geared and achievements that are standard geared so it kind of like mm-hmm. creates um, you know the incentive to play like in certain ways about, I guess um, quick battle. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's fine too. I, I, I'm not gonna lie; I forget that Quick Battle exists a lot. Um, you did bring up like a new map. I want to see like a new release map. Now, I, I think that creating a new game mode that that the scope of work that that takes is a little bit more. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get like a new map all the time. Or like, I honestly, it comes down to design philosophy. We may never get a new map. You never really know what they want. Mm. But like the. Like one year anniversary, who knows? They had they gotta do something big, right? So you just never really know like what's yeah. around the corner and, and I'm just hoping for some uh some bigger changes at some point. and if not this update, uh a future update, but um it is kind of interesting. We're we're coming up on like three weeks since Azumarill. We have like the end of a battle pass and a season. I really do wish they would package that all up into like massive season drop, but they don't they yeah. don't really seem to do that. Um, and yeah. I think it's a little bit of like a marketing missed opportunity because they could really like, <laughs> they could really yeah. like Pokemon Unite season four, you know, new character comes out, new this, new that, and like really like blow it up. But they don't really seem to take that approach. Yeah. Can we, can we all collectively agree on one thing that is going to change? The event menu. Oh yeah. <laughs> they change it like every patch. Yeah, it's it's so going to change. There's no way it's not going to change. 
Maybe they're just trying to figure out a way for it to work on Switch because it is <laughs> tough. On Switch, the <laughs> yeah. event menu, they, it can't handle it. The Switch just can't <laughs> handle it. They're always trying to figure out a way to get it to work. Mm. Uh, I I totally agree with you, by the way, Crashy. I, I do feel like from a marketing perspective, uh, it would be nice to have a big push around changes like new battle pass new season Mm -hmm. new pokemon delphox just dropped you heard it you heard the leaks well it's here today (laughs) kind of like hoopa where hoopa just came out of nowhere that was a really cool one that was so out of nowhere i loved it they were like they like donuts and i was like donuts (laughs) yeah it was so random they were like donuts it's yeah like welcome to pokemon unite come in and get a hat just to like kind of contrast to like another live service game i play like apex legends they're they're like current they do they do a season but they do a season in splits so you have like the first season part one and then season two or like the like split two um and so like the first split will be played on like one map and they already have like a few maps in the game but they they play the first split on one map and then ranked will kind of like reset or like soft reset and then you go into split two or like the second split and you play Mm -hmm. on a different map so that split's ending right now, or the second split's ending, so the season is ending, and we're going into season 13, and they just dropped a trailer, like, yesterday, I think, or the day before, and it's, like, you know, like, season 13, it, like, they had, like, this cinematic trailer, right? So they do a cinematic trailer, and they announce a new character, so it's, like, okay, new character coming to the game, and there's got some lore and backstory there, and so it's, like, all right, cool, new character. Then they have some giant monster come out of the water, and everybody's, like, is this a PVE event? Is this going to be some in-game event that happens in the middle of the battle royale? Um, and then presumably the either the the map is changing or it's like a whole new map. We don't know. So it's like there's just such a like oh my god like season thirteen like holy hell you know what I mean like when when I look at that compared to like how Unite kind of does their like hey new season <laughs> you know what I mean so it just like it feels like less impactful. Um, so I, like I said I think from that marketing perspective like creating like um. Because the game is a it's a live service game, but it's, it is a product, right? Creating like a nice packaged product and like putting it on the shelf and saying like like dangling it in front of people like this is why you want to come back like that would be like a a really cool thing to see them see them do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think they kind of did it. They did it around the winter event, and I, yeah. again, I think with Hoopa, they had a nice surprise with Hoopa. Log into the game now. You get this Pokemon Day hat. Everyone gets this character for free. I think they've done a few things around that that are pretty cool, but I agree. I would love a big push like that. I would love for them to, yeah. you know, tease a Pokemon in a way where everyone goes, oh, that's that's Altaria. I know it's Altaria. It's coming on Friday, but they didn't say, but we saw the, we saw it. And, you know, yeah. there's all these changes. It looked like it flew by a Zubat. What's, <laughs> come, what's happening? Uh, I would love things like that to happen in Unite, but that's clearly not the marketing strategy they want to take. I do think... Most of the time, they have uh, a, a reset of the new season, and it's a new battle pass. And then a week yeah. later, it's a new Pokemon. And then yeah. a week later, it's the balance patch. It feels like it should all come at once, but they mm-hmm. they like the they like the trickle of it. I think they just kind of like yeah. uh, going piece Something by piece. Something new every week, I guess. Right? It's a, yeah, it's an interesting approach. I, I would love it even if they were just like new season coming out with a new speed star, but they say nothing. You know, they say well, nothing, so the, and now that, I'm hyped for the season. That, like, wanted board or whatever, I think even mm-hmm. stuff like that is, like, great. Like, where it's, like, great. this that is going to be, like, what you can expect kind of... It's like a it's like a pseudo-roadmap, because it's not, like, an official, mm-hmm. hey, this is what we have planned. Thank you for playing Pokemon Unite. It's like a, this is what we have <laughs> planned. Good, 
Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. You've been practicing <laughs> this. Very yeah. good. No, but you're right. I, I I love that. I thought that was so it was good. Smart. Yeah. It it lets people know, hey, we have some things planned. You don't know exactly what they are yet, but it, it gets people talking about it. Yeah, I loved that as well. I thought that wanted poster was Dude, great. The amount of like people taking those posters and like I zoomed it in and tilted it, it forty degrees. It like, like yeah. <laughs> it's like I I look at that and I'm like, listen, if you can find something, that's great. But like, I really doubt it. They're like, no, you can see the blur. The ice, I know what's in there. It's like, okay. It's always yeah. that one guy. It's yeah. always the one guy. It's it funny. is fun when you see it too, because I had one person in my Discord look at the wanted poster and go, "That's Duraludon." That's and everyone's like, yeah, Dude, yeah, like, was, that's Duraludon. And they were so right. Everyone else had okay, a million guesses. Let me let me ask you this one: Were they actually right, or was it just dumb coincidence? Because there's a lot of Pokemon. Like, could they really tell? Like, there aren't that many Pokemon. There's only like a thousand of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that many. <laughs> not, many not many Pokemon. None. I don't know how they even think of characters to add to this game. That's hard. I would love it if they created a new Pokemon. People would riot. <laughs> like there's so many of them. They're creating their they own Unite Pokemon. The Gen 9 Pokemon what, in Unite. No, okay, now. listen. So you know how we we talked about at, at one point about how like how cool it would be to see them do like a BDSP or an Arceus mm-hmm. tie-in. First of all, they should definitely do that because it's just free cross promotion and marketing for their own mm-hmm. IP. But yeah. do you know how crazy because they haven't been doing that? They've set the precedent that they haven't been doing that. It would be if like gen 9 drops and then like fui coco hits the game or what if they drop like all three of the starters as playable characters oh <gasps> that'd be so cool like i just i think that like my like the fact that crushing is the name of the starters for gen well 9. i i only know the fire one <laughs> it's the only one i know um i you know what i like my message to like the pokemon universe like if they ever did stumble upon this and watch it I, like when it comes to unite and like the IP and like making decisions for characters. Like the best thing I can say is just like dare to be bold sometimes. Dare to be bold because I would love to see <laughs> some crazy month where they drop two Pokemon at once. I would love to see um the some crazy one day. Dude, I'm telling you, I had the other idea. I don't remember when I brought this up at one point. Um the other idea is like whatever the current like anime show is going on, how crazy would it be if they did an episode of Unite where they go to mm-hmm. the stadium and play the game? That like, would be really cool. Like, dude, there's so much... That would be so cool. There's so much lore and IP and stuff that I don't even understand that I would love to see them mm-hmm. like get the inter- interconnectivity, Could, you know? Just like, imagine one day just waking up getting on Unite and every Pokemon's in the game. That's I that's a bit what I do. <laughs> no, I well, we already established there's not that many. So I don't have any guides. I mean, oh god, you'd have you have day one. You'd have a guide for all of them, guaranteed. <laughs> Jake's, yeah, Jake's just got like time. the biggest eye bags. He's like, hello, it's your favorite content. Is he content <laughs> cowboy here? Body barrier, focus man, muscle man. <laughs> On all of them. On all yeah. of them. Use the muscle man. Uh, yeah, I think. I think it would be uh, I think it would be awesome to see them do more things like that though. The, to me, and we have talked about this, it, the idea that a new gen comes out, if you release even one, mm-hmm. but I agree with Crashy, bring them to the game. Like what a celebration for Unite it would be to go all three starters from the new game are mm-hmm. in Unite. I mean, it would just be crazy. I understand that this game is clearly in its infancy. They don't even this is the first game like this the company's done i think they're being very careful about how they 
are, you know, are stepping through this and figuring it out. Um, even evidenced by how they're doing the tournaments there. Go, all right, we're going to do a tournament. And they're going, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to add some more regions. All right, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll add some broadcasts for it. Okay, <laughs> we'll try that. Like, I think they're yeah. really just slowly stepping through this process. But I agree yeah. with so much in the Pokemon world for you not to tie it in a little bit just feels like such a missed opportunity. I wish I could be in a room and just say, just bring Quaxley to the game at the same time. Just see what happens because I think yeah. people would lose it. Yeah, I think they have to be careful though, because if they release all three starters, they're gonna like they're gonna start running out of Pokemon. Like they've really yeah, got to yeah. like take yeah. their time and slow it down. You know, they can't they yeah. can't they can't put three in at once. There's only so many. I feel we'll like a I couple can more EVs and then we'll see about. Yeah, we we need starters. Ditto. Give me Ditto. I feel like I, I can look back at at games I've played and always like identify like like the the golden age, right? Like the golden era mm. of like a game. I don't know why, but I feel like year two of Unite will be this game's golden age. Like it's yeah. it's like the game stepped out of its infancy. Now they they've they've they got a full year behind them to 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 see what worked, what didn't work, what they want to try, and then like year two will be. I'm hoping will be their big like this is the game that we were building all along kind of thing. And not to yeah. say that year three couldn't be good or anything, but I just th- I think that like year two is going to be like the year where we start seeing them like maybe take a little risk. And I don't know if risk is the right word, but like for lack of a better word, take a little bit risk and, and uh, do some stuff. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, I know that we do have some potential leaks. I don't know if y'all want to touch on those, like some, some things that could be, uh, I I agree with you. And I think I'll have more of an influence in our YouTube because, you know, I'll be a world champion mm -hmm, and uh, it'll just be a lot easier to get in touch with them about things. That's good. Yeah. yeah. They 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 always want to talk to the world champion. They're like, <laughs> look, Imagine we're gonna game. release this Pokemon. This exa- yeah. Talk it's, to the world yeah. champion first. Let's see what Lush has to say about it. <laughs> no one take me seriously, please. <laughs> I would I would kind of love it if they did that. Almost like <laughs> the Hunger Games or whatever, you know? Oh, you you well, we get don't, like we don't some need real that. <laughs> prestige. No, no, everybody, everybody has. <laughs> okay, you don't need, win, you die. We don't uh, need that. Yeah, uh, we could talk about some of the potential uh, leaks uh, or some of the potential things coming to Unite that have been sort of leaked. So if you're not interested in hearing something that is uh, a possible spoiler, you can tune out now, even though I did touch on one of them briefly earlier. We have a few Pokemon that have been quasi-leaked, but we have Mm -hmm. no real info, which are uh, Buzzwole, Delphox, Glaceon, and Espeon, I believe are the four that have been talked Mm -hmm. about. I haven't heard much else, but yeah, we can talk about those four right now. I would love just bring one of them as a speedster right away. Like, let's do speedster immediately, I think. That would be great. I think it'd be either Buzzwole or maybe Espeon. as a speedster. Buzzwole? (laughs) Okay, so listen, the the way that they do like their characters... Well, that's the thing. I, I, I actually, the more and more I look at Unite and the way that the Pokemon are designed, it, it, dude, some of these characters could literally be anything. Yes. Like mm. when I think that's of Gen- like, well, when I think of Gengar, I don't really think Speedster at all. But that's just like what mm. I think of it now, right? But like, if I would have ever looked at Gengar, I probably would have thought like Attacker, maybe. Mm. Um, but so I think you look at something like Buzzwole, and like naturally, the silhouette to me feels all rounder or defender. But they and I don't know what the characters do, so it's always a little hard for me to pull context from main series games. But I do think that like a lot of the look of the character is actually less relevant than than just like a subjective view of how they want the character to play. 
So mm. that's a really cool thing that this game has is that they have like a ton of IP to pull from, but that they can do it in their own way, their own vision. So that's really, really cool. Um, I feel like speedsters, honestly, they might be hard to make. Yeah, maybe. And maybe, maybe that's why we just haven't seen a ton like, of them. They might be actually. Dogs. Yeah, like I like w- w- like all the four legged Pokemon's like like there's no more four legged <laughs> attackers. Like stop that. <laughs> like, <laughs> so um yeah, but like Buzzwool is a super weird Pokemon because it's like not really a Pokemon. And I remember um like our our friend Kipson A had like shown Buzzwool to me like a long time ago, and uh, I like looked into the Pokemon because I was like this is a weird looking Pokemon, and it's like it does like a pose like every time it like attacks or something. And I'd be like, how funny would that be if they build that in? Like the passive is like, I love Buzzhole. It's terrifying. Imagine a jacked mosquito. That's terrifying. Yeah. I don't want to Isn't he like super red too? Is he just shiny? It's got like random neon green. Well, like, okay. So this is a, listen, Pokemon company. I'm so sorry to expose you. But does that just mean he's just like full of blood? Like he just drank all the blood, and now he's just like super red. I think he drinks his own blood. What? This podcast is over. <laughs> yeah, we can't. Are we video recording right now? Like you're I'm exposing <laughs> too much. I think something that you said, Crashy, uh, that I think is 100 percent right. I think they go way more based off vibe than yeah. mainline games. So, they, so things are kind of with the games. Like Gengar is extremely fast mm-hmm. in mainline games, and it is a speedster, so it does make yeah. sense. Uh, but at the same time, I think this game, it really gives them license to go off vibe. And if they just mm. say, no, the vibe of this Pokemon for us is all-rounder. The vibe of this Pokemon is Speedster. Because you could kind of make arguments yeah. for different Pokemon. You could say, no, that could easily be an all-rounder. Why is why yeah. is that a defender? That could easily be an attacker. Why did it end up being an all-rounder? So I think they go heavily based off vibe and i do yeah. think they could take any pokemon and go yeah it's a speedster it's how it it's how it operates in this game it yeah. is a speedster so we'll yeah. see what they do with that yeah and they could like throw into anything into like the support category too right like they could, they could just throw yeah. things wherever they want like glaceon right could be a could be a support totally shouldn't be could be Buzzword could be a support could should lend be. you blood yeah, because blood. I'm full of blood. Uh, we also have uh, the supposed possible leak of. Oh, should a... you close the window? Because you're letting in a, in a bit of a draft. Wait, why don't I understand what's happening? What do you mean? That was a dad joke. That was a bad <laughs> was joke. A dad joke. Should you close the window because you're, you're letting in a bit of a draft, Lush? Oh my god, I can't believe I didn't even understand it. I hate it. <laughs> This podcast is over. <laughs> Are we recording video? Shut it down. Can't believe you didn't get that one. I'm disappointed. Uh, that's, that's well, no, because one. I thought you were referencing leak, and I went, letting in a draft, is that like a leak window situation? <laughs> a leaky window. Yes. We've talked. Uh, the, there's a possibility of a draft coming to Unite. Uh, for whatever reason, I just I feel like it, there's no way. I don't know why. I just feel like there's no way. I would love it, but... It just doesn't compute to me that they're going to put a draft into the game right now. I would love to hear you guys' thoughts. And, of course, I would love to see it because it would be a really cool way to change the meta, even just solo, duo, queue, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. I, um, okay, so look, we got to, I got to, I feel like we have to set the stage. So there, at least for me, there are like two pretty credible leakers. 
And uh, the main leaker that I basically look at everything for is El Chico Eevee. Now, El Chico Eevee has done a little bit of trolling. That said, the couple of times that El Chico Eevee has done trolling has been like, um, like it was like a like a kind of like pseudo April Fools, like mm-hmm. for his region or like his country. So like what I don't know what it is. I'm sorry if I'm misspeaking. It was and then April it was, Fools. Meta. Yeah, it was it, different from our April. Yeah, Fools. and then it was like the normal April Fools. So I'm down. I can take that, right? Like I I can totally take it. I dished out a good April Fools one. I was happy with it. Good times. Um, but. 90 I'm, i swear it's like 95 plus percent of what el chico evie says leaks talks about is true comes to fruition every single time so when el chico evie says oh it looks like a draft mode's coming you it, it's hard everything has to be taken with a grain of salt that's just how leaking works you, we have to know that as the standard it's hard not to imagine it's coming but there wasn't like a shown thing there wasn't like a line of code there wasn't like a a ui element that indicated a, a ban was coming or a draft was coming so there's just no way to know for sure i don't it's weird i don't think that he would want to intentionally tarnish his reputation but i would if it doesn't happen i'm gonna be a little skeptical but again grain of salt um but it, it's definitely the thing that i'm potentially most excited for because it, the implications of a draft mode are huge for competitive for ranked play um, it, it'll increase the skill ceiling of the game to a certain degree. It, it just It'll shakes things up. Changing thing that the game has seen. It will yeah, be crazy. And, and I'm sure we've heard like little whispers through the grapevine, right? Like you know, little things OCE. about it and here OCE. and there, and it's <laughs> what's that? OCE. I, I just keep hearing whispers. <laughs> OCE. OCE. It's a, it's a great place, by the way. OCE. Oki. Um. Yeah. So we, we've all heard like little whispers, I'm sure. And look, I really want draft mode right i, I want yeah. it to be true so bad that i'm like yeah no it's coming it's coming it has to be but we don't know it, it could always it could even be in the game right now and they won't unlock it for like four years we don't know we don't know what they're gonna do right but i think it would be really really amazing and it would change the game in so many ways and people would not play lucario and it's just a world that i've always dreamed of it's what I've always dreamned of. I think yeah, it would uh, be. You, you get, <laughs> I think that? it would. I think it would be really cool. I just, for whatever reason, it just doesn't strike me as something that at least is not coming to a majority Don't take this of the away game. From me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you you think they're they're going to get rid of Lucario? He's getting a buff. <laughs> uh, so I think I think if anything, maybe they put it in that championship series mode, which would be really cool. Maybe if they have the rest of the the tournaments moving forward is going to have that. I just, for whatever reason, I can't imagine it coming to the, you know, the main ranked mode of the game. But again, I would love to see it. I would love to see so many of these things. I would love to see a solo duo Q five stack Q draft mode. I would love to see all this stuff. It just, it feels like maybe one of those things where as crashy mentioned earlier, maybe this is a year two thing. Where they go, all right, we mm. did it all. We did our tournament. We had worlds. Year two, we're changing it up. You know, there's going to be a lot more, uh, a lot thing, a lot of things that you expect more from a MOBA in year two. Yeah. I don't know. That, that well, so, likely. I mean, we're only like three or four months away from stepping into year two. Um, and there's nothing that says that draft mode is going to come out this patch, although it, it kind of feels like it could. 
um, if it was going to happen, since it's like kind of being talked about already, and since this patch has like a downtime, which usually implies that there's some some big things coming. It, it, it I, it's just so weird. It, it's so weird. I, a part of me feels like I'm overly excited about it, so I'm really like all in on this one thing. Like I really yeah. want it to happen so badly. But I gotta get this off my chest. I don't know why some people call me toxic and negative. It's really weird. I haven't quite figured that one out. If they don't, if they add draft to tournament mode and not to ranked, I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna blow <laughs> a gap. I'm going to explode like a nuclear bomb. <laughs> Please don't do this to me. Please don't add something that's only for five stacks again. Like so much of this game is geared for five stacking, and that's mm. great, right? Like that's cool bingo um share the but, love. but there's a lot of us that don't play the game that way and and, and so yeah. please please do not do that um the, i would be very disappointed the only thing that could hurt me with the draft mode is something they'll probably do is if you try to ban lucario and lucario just like no no, no lucario lucario actually bans you yeah lucario's yeah. like no you can't play get out yeah like it, it actually kicks you out of the game it puts you in spectator mode on the two minute delay and then the bot just plays yeah, yeah i could see it like it's this sounds so unrealistic I could see it. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not impossible. You know, they have they to, might auto to keep Kramer Lucario in. around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they might just <laughs> instant ban Cram every time. It's like, look, there's a bug in the game. We're working on it. It bans Cram. But soon we'll have a draft mode that doesn't do that. Uh, I, 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 One of the things that I've always thought would be the hardest thing about them having a draft mode is you have all of these Pokemon that people want to play. And you have these, you know, elaborate costumes where you're paying $40 for Holloware and then you enter a match and they go banned banned I I think there's something about that for a, a huge portion of their audience that I think they don't want to incorporate so that's why I if they had a draft mode which again I would love I think it would probably come to the championship mode first and we wouldn't see it in regular play but who knows who knows See, that's that's where like I think that like people need to we need to take a step away from Pokemon IP and Unite and remember that this game at its core like is a MOBA and there are some things that I think that are just like necessary to MOBAs and even I'm not saying draft is a necessity but it's a really good implementation that like every other MOBA that's ever been made has and yeah and so when people say like oh I don't know I'm just not really a fan of the idea of like Pokemon being banned it's like but it's a MOBA, you know what I mean? Like in, in or like a team battle yeah. or whatever they call it. Um, so like it, it's weird. Like I, I do get the the sentiment of like, oh, do we really want to restrict people? Like, how is that good for the game? And it's like from the sentiment of like just wanting to play what you want to play, I totally agree. And there should always this is a thing that I think is super important. There should always be a mode where you can escape that. Like, like if you want to play whatever you want to play, like standard's a great way to do that. Um, but when it comes to like a ranked playlist whether it's the rank system itself the way the points are dish, dished out the matchmaking rank should always lean into as much of a competitive environment as possible and should and should lean heavily on competitive integrity and and draft is really good for giving the player base um agency over controlling the meta creating strategies raising the skill ceiling of the game i said that earlier draft raises the skill ceiling of the game because it forces people to to not one trick things it forces people to Oh, well, they did this. I need to do this. Oh, well, they banned this. I need to think about getting this. It really does change the game in a way that is is only healthy for the player base to improve. And um, yeah, so I, I, I kind of like 
I dare anyone that kind of thinks like, oh, I don't see how banning could be good for the game. I, I kind of dare you to see why it could be. Um, because it, I think that it could do a lot of good for, at minimum, that like one ranked playlist. If it does come to tournament mode, that would hopefully just be them testing it first. But I'll be, I'll still just be so disappointed. I, I just want to play with it. I think it would be so fun to counterpick, <laughs> to just counterpick something um, <laughs> once. It would be nice. Yeah, to have a reason to use an assault vest. Yeah. To go, hey, actually, this is a good situation for me to use this item. I, look, I'm totally with you. I would love to have it in the game. Yeah. I just imagine all these reasons that they might not put it in. But you're right. I mean, it's coming from the most credible source around the you know Pokemon Unite leaks. So I think there's definitely a possibility. I would love to see it. I just mm-hmm. I don't know why, but my my I just something inside me is going no way. No way they put it. Oh, part of me feels that way too, and I'm scared. (laughs) You guys need to throw those parts of you away so I can enjoy this. Okay. I I want it so bad, man. I actually don't think that there's been anything that they've talked about like that is more exciting to me. Do you guys Um, know Ochiku if you will? Could you at least ask if they if there's like if green ping is leaked? Please. I did ask earlier. He says I get green ping. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Look, I feel like you guys will just lie to me at this point. Like I'm just. It's coming, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> he said it's coming. Uh, I'm trying to think of if there was anything else around the new season that we wanted to talk about. I mean, uh, obviously rank changes. I would love more achievements. Crashy mentioned this earlier. I like the achievement system in the game. I think give us more of that. Um, the, the UI fixes, new yeah. Pokemon, of course, a roadmap, new map, all of that stuff would new be really menu. exciting. Yeah, new event menu. I'd love finally. to see. So you know how they have like the the rank rewards. I'd love to see them expand on that a little bit. I mean, granted, yep. a, a kind of an issue that I have with the ranked rewards is mostly the ranked system itself. Like, I don't, I don't actually think getting eighteen hundred is very hard. It takes a lot of time if you're not, um, you know, like the best, most winningest player. Um, but I do think that there, there's a layer of like, we should be comfortable knowing that like not everybody's going to hit the highest rank. Sometimes that's kind of how rank systems usually mm-hmm. work in most games. So I would love to see them add like a nice reward for like hitting two K. Because then it would like because what what ends up happening now is like the grind to eighteen hundred it, it can be steep at, at times, um, but people will hit eighteen hundred and they'll be like oh yeah I just kind of stopped playing got my reward whatever stop playing mm-hmm. um, so I'd like to see them expand on that like um, I don't know what it could be because I don't want them to up the bar so much that like the best thing is super hard to obtain and then that yeah, like, is off putting three k rewards you know? yeah <laughs> well I mean three k yeah. rewards at this point are are five stack rewards you know it's basically impossible to climb to like twenty three hundred. Um, solo i think the highest i've ever seen is chris at like 2260 something which is that's insane to be completely honest but um i i wouldn't mind seeing like a 2k reward or, or just seeing like some kind of expanding on that um because I, I like the idea of like seasonal exclusive rewards and, and them adding it this last season was super surprising so i still love yeah. that i love that i hope to see mm-hmm. them continue that which i, I think that they, now that they put it in the game they probably will always do that um but but yeah good 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 Thing there achievements um matchmaking change i think something even as simple as like i said like the the global leaderboard like reads like 10k players like dude let it read like all of masters i don't know i don't like technically like from the technical standpoint i don't know how hard it is to have like a database that's being accessed like live with these shifting numbers i don't know how hard that is but if they could mm. access more than 10k that would be cool because i could be like a oh, world rank two hundred and fifty thousand. 
And even that sometimes could be enough of an incentive to be like, oh, well, let, let's try to get the top 100K. Let's, and then you know what they could mm. do too? It could say like world rank 250K and then be like, you know, uh, five percentile. You know what I mean? Like give some context to the players and like give them that thing to look at and then the thing to go after. Like that that's a big allure to like ranked modes and, mm. and like grinding games for me is like the, yeah. you know, me me man me want bigger number you know what i mean like gotta go i haven't on. cared about the number in so long <laughs> yeah in so long yeah it's it's not it's not super relevant because you know how to increase it if you want you know if you want your number to go down play solo if you want it to go up <laughs> play with more and more people i mean that's just it, kind of the basics you go down you it. play lucario you want it to go up you play Cremorant. Yeah, that's exactly. What the, that's what the balance budget sells us. Yeah. And, and see, this is why, like, I either way, blue it's funny because I, I, I'll talk a lot about like ranked and matchmaking stuff, but I actually think the, the the best thing they could, if they, if they, if I had a genie and the genie popped out and you know he hit me with one wish, just one, it, the first thing I would I would add is solo duo ladder because the solo duo ladder at In minimum entire life that's the one thing. You yeah, can you for. imagine if the genie was like, <laughs> no, I'm not anything. But it's a unite <laughs> genie. He's a unite ladder. genie only. I don't it's know how to make this make sense. How about you wish for me to be world champion, like a good friend? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're going to get that anyway, man. He doesn't need to waste the wish. Yeah, exactly. True. That's yeah. just how much confidence true. I have. They need to wish for things that are inevitable, I guess. Yeah. No, but seriously, I, I actually do think if I could change one thing and one thing only, it would be a solo duo ladder. Um, but the main reason why is because like, even if the rank system is not the best, even if the matchmaking is not the best, even if the rewards aren't the best, solo duo ladder gives me something to grind for. Um, so so like mm-hmm. that alone is like, man... Really pulling for that at some point. Really pulling for that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. A lot more people pushed eighteen hundred this season because of the rewards as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm upping it. Like Crashy said, let's give a stretch goal. Maybe it's nineteen hundred this next time. Maybe it's two thousand mm. or so. You can still get there. I kind of like. I kind of like that they had that eighteen hundred thing because it did force a lot of players to keep pushing and keep playing who maybe didn't have the most stellar win rate um, and they're still learning the game but one of the biggest things about MOBAs all of us have played MOBAs for you Lush have you played a, a lot of MOBAs as well I can't remember I've played, played Smite right? for like half a decade yeah. okay yeah so we've Not all Lolo. played other MOBAs for a long time so coming to this game we're very familiar with how they work and and we understand everything about it essentially you know without all the nuances of unite but there are so many people who have never played it before so more reasons for them just to play a ton of games even if their win rates low play a ton of games hopefully they can start to learn how to get better and better and better at this you need a lot of time because the first moba i played I, i don't think i was the best you know jungler uh, at the time i was still figuring was. everything out yeah you were very good like, you were really good i can't even remember <laughs> what it was like getting into league i was probably doing the dumbest things possible like i, I like it, it's well first of all it's been like 10 years but the other thing too is that like i there's no way i had any idea what i was doing it's just not possible <laughs> yeah, the same no, way no. the same way i couldn't load up league right now and know what i was doing like it's just not gonna, yeah. it's not possible i could roughly know because i have context to the genre but there's no way. So yeah, yeah there's I definitely. Smite. I was saying two people in the solo lane. <laughs> I didn't realize it was for one person. Yeah, you were griefing. Uh, but you were, even you even before a lot of this like ranked matchmaking talk, um, I've even By said the way, that like, I love that you're ranked. But that's your well, talk. I, I know. I but I I have to put it in that way because I'm trying to like I'm trying to like. <laughs> I'm like clowning myself on it to yeah, like yeah. before I did the ranked matchmaking talk. 
Um, I I even said that like this game is going to take a while for the player base to really learn it because it's just a lot of stuff you got to learn. Um, mm. there, there's a lot of like strategy in MOBAs, and even in even in Unite, there's a lot of strategy and knowing what timing and when and why you got to be somewhere yeah. and when it's okay to tr- like leave top lane. I see some people like throw their lives just to defend top goal, and it's like just let it go, you know, just let it go. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> little, little just little things like that, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all still learning. Even like, you know, like I'm considered a professional player. I feel like I'm still learning. You know, the game's so new. We don't have this figured out yet. We don't have this figured out. Like in a year, we're going to be like, what are we doing? What are we doing? You know, it's... And then the addition of characters and new maps, maybe. You never know. You just never know where it's going. Well, boys, I think we did it. New season coming very soon. New Pokemon, new everything. We've got the AOS Cup. It's going to be really exciting to see what changes. I want to thank everyone for watching this. I want to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. This has been You're on Fire. I'm Jake, your resident content cowboy, saying I love you on behalf of Lucian Crashy. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.